0: Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Cherboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexo, coming to you with another This Legal Life. Today, I am very, very excited to be speaking with Rebecca Holdridge. Rebecca, how are you? And welcome to the podcast.
1: Ben, thanks so much for having me. I, I'm i doing great. It's Friday. Good week. Ready for the weekend
0: amazing i um I'm really excited to be speaking uh with you you and I met about three maybe four months ago I would say in Chicago we had a lovely dinner um really uh, I remember uh good drinks good people good conversation and uh I, uh, I had the chance to get to know you a little bit on a personal level, especially about your history and your background. And that's what we're going to be speaking about today. Um, really the journey that Rebecca's gone in the legal industry, in the professional service industry, and you know the adaptability and some of the change uh, and really how you've sort of reinvented yourself across um, across a few different uh, territories, territories, positions, et cetera. So uh, really excited to get, be getting into this. For those that don't know you, uh, even though we're going to get into this kind of deep uh, while also talking about uh, KM, who is Rebecca? Um, Where is she calling in from today? Well, the
1: the 30 second answer, you know, (laughs) um, well, I'm calling in from St. Louis and, uh, you know, I would say that I am a... While I'm an attorney by background, I am now on the business side of things. So I am the director of knowledge management at a mid-sized firm uh, based in Chicago, levenfield
0: Pearlstein. Yeah, that is that is the 32nd pitch. There is so much more behind that, um, and we're going to get into it, including um, uh, learning about design thinking, learning uh, a stint at a startup, um, you know, former former roles in different uh, in different law firms. Uh, we're really excited. I want to start with something, you know, getting prepared for this podcast. I I went through some of your LinkedIn posts. I read your I read your law firm background, I read your LinkedIn uh, profile. Of course, I remembered uh, what we had spoken about and I want to I want to start off by one thing, you know, um, a couple months ago during um during Women's Month, you were asked by Levenfeld Pearlstein, uh, what's one thing that you tell your your younger self and your answer i thought was really relevant to what we're talking about today which is you it was great don't worry it um it was never stop challenging yourself um and that was sort of your advice what do you think whenever i play that back to you you know does that does that resonate with you obviously you know but um yeah what does it mean to you today maybe expound a little bit on 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 why you said what you did
1: sure i'm glad i said that no um yeah it does resonate and i i think um you know, I think I'm one of those <laughs> people, which I, I keep finding more and more of that, like, didn't know what they wanted to do when they grow up. And mm-hmm. so I think it's pretty easy when you, you know, you go to college, you start your first career, and it's just, it's easy to just sort of stay there. And maybe it's not your calling. Maybe, you know, you've got your nine to five, Um and so, I, you know, and I've seen a lot of people that, that just do that for their whole career. And I just that was never good enough for me. You know, I always wanted to be I wanted to know more. I wanted to do more. I wanted to figure out where my place in the world was. And so, um, you know, certainly a lot of ups and downs. It wasn't easy, um, but always continued to challenge myself and, and learn. I mean, with each um, with each move and each change and, you know, some good, some bad, you, you learn and uh, grow.
0: Yeah. We're, um, What does it mean to you today? Like, let's just keep, keep with this topic, you know, continue to challenge yourself today. Um, you're the director of KM at LP. Um, you know, you've really gone through and you've had a lot of experiences as Right now in your career, I don't know how you would you would define where in your in your journey you are in your career. But, you know, what does challenging mean maybe today to you, you know, because that that was advice to your younger self. And frankly, wonderful advice. Right. Because young people have um, uh, young people have so much potential in front of them that sometimes they simply just need to. They need to try lots of things to really understand because it's it's hard you know i mean i'm um, i'm going to uh it's going to be my 40th birthday i guess that next year that's some sort oh, of milestone <laughs> and i know and um and you know i i feel in that in that sense i would have never really had i not given myself the ability to try things i really would have never gotten to where i'm at today um going into my 40s but and that's what I, I would give similar advice back to my 20 year old self, especially, oh my God, graduating with a degree <laughs> in biology um, 20, 20, years ago, you know, it's, um, um, that's, that's, that's hard to sort of like fathom. What does it mean to you today though? You know, depend, based on where you've been in career, what does cha- continuing to challenge uh, yourself sort of mean to you when you think about that? I
1: think when, you know, when you're a kid, every day is challenging something, you know, it, There's always something new and different, you know, going to high school for the first time or taking a new kind of class of something you've never heard about before or, you know, anything, everything's sort of traveling someplace new, everything's new and different. So you're, whether you like it or not, you're always challenging yourself. And I think as adults, it's pretty easy to just, I mean, because, and challenging yourself is hard and it's scary. Um, And I think once you get out of that habit of challenging yourself, it's easy to just, you know not meet new people, not try new things, not, you know, and, and life becomes a lot smaller. Um, And so I, you know, I would say be uncomfortable, you know, figure out what it is that you want and challenge yourself on how you can get there. Um, During the pandemic, I, you know, um, jobs were, were a little interesting those days. And um, I, I probably wouldn't admit this, back then but i was pretty bored at what i was doing and you know there just wasn't a lot going on so i started a non-profit you know it was one of those i'm like what can i do to continue to um you know feel feel a little bit uncomfortable but that's where you figure out is it too uncomfortable and i don't want to do it or no this is really my my path in the world
0: right right i um before we start to get into into your path and where you sort of been you know i um somebody told me just i i like your point about um as adults things your world can become small i you know somebody once gave me some advice in this vein which was you know the reason that as adults i think we also feel like time starts to go very quickly um and of course most of us wake up and then we go to bed and you know we're like uh where did the day go, and what did I do? You know, and um, and 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 sometimes that can be, um, sometimes that can be, um, that can be hard to swallow uh, a little bit. It's the opposite when you're a child. When you're a child, summers are forever, um, right? And the reason is, and this was explained to me, it's because the newness of being a child and new things tend to slow down time, and. When you're an adult, you get into a lot of habits and quick loops because, of course, you've learned things, you've assessed skills, you've accessed a new knowledge, you you know, have models about how the world works per se, and you, you plant those models onto the world. And ironically, you know, if you want to slow down time for us who are in our in our adult years, you know, come to things with a newness of mind, right? It doesn't re- you're never going to be able to stop linear time, but maybe you can stop how you feel about time by virtue of sort of coming with, with a new perspective. So I've always tried to get that. I don't know if that, that resonates with you or anything. No, no, but, um, I'm
1: chuckling because that's a great perspective. I just, I remember very clearly at my, my first real, you know, job out of college and yeah. sitting at my desk and it's like, 1 p.m. and then it's like yeah. 3 p.m. <laughs> right.
0: exactly it's exactly 3:30
1: <laughs> and then it's four and I'm like oh my god is the day ever going to end and now to your point it's like it's Friday and I'm like where did the you know where where yeah, did Monday sure. go like I mean it, it's not
0: even hours anymore it's days so. I know, I know days pass like hours. So anyway, for all of you out there, listeners, you know, try, um, try, try, try the new mindset, try to, um, I know you might eat that uh, chipotle or <laughs> the same thing you're bringing from food, you know, maybe just try to say like, it's the first time I've ever had this, you know, or it's the first time I've ever done this meeting, this standup meeting with my team that I've also done <laughs> every single week for the last, for the last five months. See, let us know. Maybe, maybe that works for you. So let's um let's get into um let's start maybe from the beginning um we graduate from Tulane Law School and yeah who what you go into practice you follow the path that many of us have sort of like uh, followed um take us back there you know what's uh, what's going on at that point um where are you where are you practicing what are you practicing um and what's the state sort of of the legal industry vis a vis you know whatever innovation technology yeah exactly. how, do, how how do things feel back then.
1: Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step even further back. Um, Um, So I, you know, I've just always, I've been more, um, I I don't, I guess technically inclined isn't quite the right word, but like I I was, I was a math major, a computer science major in undergrad and uh, you know, those more nerdy things, I guess. Um, And so when I graduated undergrad, I, you know, degree in math, degree in computer science. I hate to say what year it was, but um, the, the, the IT bubble burst. And so yeah. there were no computer jobs. Um, so I, you know, I, I was leaning on my math degree. So I ended up, um, my dad was an actuary. So I ended up be- oh, becoming an actuary, I I had an actuarial I consulting job. Um, I did um, executive benefits, executive compensation and benefits. So, so helping Um, you know, design retirement plans for large companies for their executives. And um, I really liked it. I mean, I liked, I liked the people, I liked the company, I liked what I did. Um, So it's sort of funny to see where I am now compared to that. Um, But going back to what we were talking about earlier, the, the, you know, challenging yourself, I just, I remember, you know, and I, I did that You know, six or seven years. It wasn't, it wasn't a short period of time. Um, but I remember sitting there, you know, so we were, we were the experts in the whole country. We were a very small group. We were niche. Um, and so we would design these retirement plans for, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And we would, I remember presenting them to the client and we would always say, you know, here's what we've come up with, but you have to have your attorney sign off on this. And I just remember, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't know any attorneys. I wasn't related to any attorneys. And I just remember sitting there, like, what do these attorneys know that I don't know? Like, we're the experts here. Why do they have to have their like? And so it was just always, um, it was always just sort of this like itch of like, what do they know, and why, you know, what do I not know that they know? Um, and so that's sort of what led me down this other path of. Um, you know, I just had this, this itch of like, what, what is this legal industry about? And that's, um, you know, what led me to law school. I was very, very, and again, I would say, you know, if you had to like summarize my trajectory, it's like a lot of hard work, a lot of luck and a little bit of crazy, um, yeah. and you all mixed together. And so I, you know, I was, um, you know, I was settled. I had a good job. I right. had bought a house. I was married. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, what do you think if we move to New Orleans, you know, and go to law oh. school? I go to law school for three years. So um so that's sort of how how that started. Um and then I mean, I think if you wanna implode an industry, you just have me go get a degree in that field because I graduated <laughs> I graduate, you know, the computer industry imploded when I, and I graduated undergrad. When I graduated law school in 2010, um, you know, oh. the legal industry was not in a great state. Uh, I just remember I had summered at the same firm for two summers in a row and just thought again, you know, this is, this is my trajectory. This is where I'm going to go. I was going to be a benefits attorney because that was my background in benefits. And, um, you know, the week after my my second summer, you know, everybody in my class, my summer class got a letter that said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And it was, so oh, we were really? sort of the class that that never was. So I, w- I went into my third year of law school without a job. I, I sent hundreds and hundreds of resumes my third year of law school and interviewed and graduated law school without a job. Um, and I remember I was I mean, I was looking at one point I had a job offer doing actuarial work because I, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't find a job doing legal work. And um, you know, I remember very clearly. I sent, I sent my resume. I was living in in Kentucky at the time. I'm originally from St. Louis, and I sent my resume to um, a large law firm in St. Louis, saying, you know. <laughs> I'd love to work for your benefits department. I sent it directly to the head of the benefits department and, and, and she said, Oh, you know, we should have lunch sometime. And I'm like, I have a job offer. Can I have lunch with you tomorrow? <laughs> right, and right, and uh, right. she said, sure. And so I drove, you know, I drove to St. Louis that night. I had lunch with her. Um, and again, I, I call it luck. I guess it's hard work and luck, but you know, that's how wow. I got my first, my first uh, legal job was at, um, in the benefits department. And, um, mm-hmm at Brand Brian Cave, you know, at no. Amlaw fifty firm ish at the time. And so that was that was the beginning. Um it was tough because I remember my first year there, I mean, I probably billed 50% of, of my bill Blower requirements, but that was just the state of the industry. Right. So um, right,
0: right. Right.
1: that was that was how things got started.
0: Hmm so what i'm getting so far from the story i love this i love the first act of a story you know that's when the hero the hero leaves the leaves coming you know the hero knows that there's something a little wrong they need to um they need to they need to go off they need to explore something because they just know that something's not settled uh correct for themselves or outside in the world um you know famous things like um if you love Star Wars, Luke Luke Skywalker, you know needs to figure out. He knows that there is something empty inside, but also the thing. Um, uh, pick any pick any great story. You know, it's uh, it's the start. That's my always my first because you get to know the you get to know this the hero before they go through their transformation. And so, what I'm hearing from you is, you know, there was there was this itch for curiosity. There was this itch for what's more, right? Um, there is you. We're in the actuarial. We want to know what's about legal industry, and we sort of put ourselves in this uh, legal industry, and somehow it ends up sort of blowing back from us. But don't worry, all great hero stories start with some initial resistance to see if the hero can continue to, to perpetuate and push on. And you did push on. Um, so you, you spent uh, about six years at, at Brian Cave. And here's where we want to go into next. At some point in time, you start to transition into That's- an innovation senior management role. Talk to me about that.
1: So, um, yeah, so I'm practicing. And I, again, I I feel like my story is a little bit different than some others. Like I enjoyed the actuarial world that I was in. Mm. I enjoyed practicing. Um, I mean, there's there's always uh, challenges there, you know, the, the late nights, and I was a new mom and, um, you know, just a lot, a lot going on there. Some of that I didn't enjoy, but the, the actual practicing I did. um, and, 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 and the story, you know, Again, I guess going along with your, you know, story analogy, like sort (laughs) of a a random occurrence just, I think, changed the course of my, my, well, I know, changed the course of my career. I went to a holiday party, and I was with a a friend of mine from work, and we're chit-chatting, and she said, let me introduce you to somebody, and I probably had one, you know two glasses <laughs> of wine. And so, you know,
0: um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just of course, Yeah. It's a
1: party. yeah, a Party. Um, and so I ended up meeting and I, so I, I didn't know who it was, but I ended exactly. up meeting, um, who effectively was the chief innovation partner. Right. And so I just, you know, it was somebody, my, wow. my, 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 my colleague introduced me to. And so I'm just chit-chatting and sort of, you know, telling them my, my background and, um, you know, a little frustrated with billable hour requirements and, and uh next thing. And then he tells me about what he does. And I was like, Oh, okay, tell me more. So he had uh, Brian Cave, the leader and, you know, market leader at the time in the innovation space. And so it started with the recession. Um, You know, they really wanted to figure out how do we, you know, how do we make what we're doing more profitable? Um If we can't get more volume, you know, how do we, how do we make what we're doing more profitable? And so they started putting um, teams in place to look at, you know, first we have to understand profitability. Um, and then we have to understand, you know, how can we automate things? And so these teams started to grow. And so by the time I, you know, I, I ended up having lunch with him maybe once a month, um, and then about six months later, he's like, "So are you ready to join the team?" And I was like, "Wait, what? I didn't know that's where this was going." Um, so I was very flattered. I was surprised, and you know, this is another one of those decisions—sort of that that big pivotal decision of, "Do I stay in my actuarial career? Or do I go to law school?" I mean, that was that was one big pivotal decision, and and another one in my career was, "Do I stay practicing, or do I go to the professional?" you know, business professional side. And I mean, I, I don't say I regret my decision, because I'm very happy where I am. But you know, leaving the practice of law is, is is a very tough decision. Um, and just given where I, I, I was in my life, like I said, I had, I had two small kids at the time. Um, and it was really exciting, the things that he was talking about. Um, you know, how do we you know, how do we use all this data that we have to make better business decisions? And how do we find, you know, how do we find those nuggets of information um, within the firm? And I was just like, yeah, how do we do that? You know, what data do we have? How can we find this? And so um, so that was the, that was sort of the big transition. So I, at the time, it was called the Practice Economics Group. Um, yeah. Essentially. Sexy,
0: sexy title.
1: Yeah. Sexy, right? Um, but it essentially was like the education, you know, Sort of the innovation, uh, pricing, KM team all rolled into one. Um, yeah. Client technology, and so I mean between there was the practice economics group, and then there was the client technology team we were sister teams. But between the two of the teams, it was like thirty people. I mean these yeah. were not these were not small teams, and so that's that was sort of the the first step. And I did yeah. that for about three years, and I really, um, I you know I got I got really spoiled at the time, because they were, we had the resources that we needed, we had the support, the management support at the time. um, And we were just doing some really fun, incredible things. And one of the things that I just enjoyed the most about that job was I, part of my role was to travel to the different offices. And the group that I was in had a good reputation, you know, before I joined, but I would go and I would just say, Hey, I'm coming to the office. Who wants to meet? And, you know, I'd send out the email to the partners and, and the partner was like, yeah, let's meet. And I'd go in and I'm like, tell me your problems. I felt like a therapist. I was like, tell me your yeah. problems. And they'd say, my client has this problem. My client's saying, my client wants to know this, or I'm frustrated about that. Or how do we, how do we make this better? And um, so it was sort of one of those ultimate problem solving roles. Like I would go, yeah, I would really listen to their problems and then you know, go back to the lab, as I would say, and meet with the team and trust, you know, try to figure out what building blocks do we have? What tools do we have? How can we, how can we make their life better? How can we make the client's life better? Um, yeah. And so that was really, really, you know, fun and exciting for me.
0: You know, in every, in the second act, um, I, I'm, I'm, um, I love stories. They're like, uh, and I actually study story structures and all of this because I think, um, not that I think I know. Um <laughs> I, um, stories are basically the key to people's, keep people's, uh, ears, their minds and their hearts simultaneously. Um, the second, the second part of any great hero's story and every hero's journey is that they meet a guide that challenges them. Again, let's just use star Wars. They meet Obi-Wan Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi tells him, tells Luke something very special and gives Luke a, an insight that he never had before. And of course that insight, um, open something new up. And that's what I heard uh, at that fateful party um, that was opened up inside of you. And what I'm also hearing is that you you stepped into a role of creative problem solving in terms of um, what was going on, what was not going on, what could be done, what wasn't possible to be done. And this was, this was provided for you. And again, this is part of every, there's always an inner and an outer portion of this. You know, the inner was this, this, uh, this maybe this discovery that, you know, things could change. And then it was also being triggered by the need to change because of the lack of profitability, because of 2008, very long recession. We've all seen those graphs about how long profit it took most firms to come back to profitability. 2008, that was a real, that was a real whack um, in the face for the industry over general, and has really kickstarted innovation 2.0. I would say in law firms across it, that was really the precipice event. But so that's, that's that's where we're at in sort of Act Two, Session Two. Let me ask you before we we continue with um with with your journey, how were you feeling? Can you say a little bit more about you know your sense of excitement? What what was what was wh- where where how was Rebecca, you know, changing? And did, did you feel anything sort of awakened inside of you? You know, this well, is always the part in the in the story where the hero tends to learn and get used to their powers. If you <laughs> like Spider-Man, this is when Peter Parker starts to learn a little bit about his powers, but he also learns that powers come with responsibility. And, and that's the next part of the hero's journey: how to take the new powers and integrate it into something and where to where to push it and typically that comes in the form of a uh, of a villain that the uh, that pushes the uh, the hero to grow up so i don't know if you have a villain that's <laughs> right but but you get the analogy right uh you're starting to get to understand your powers so, so talk to me a little I, bit about how have, you were there
1: i have to say you know um being compared to the, to the hero of the story, you know, immediately mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable. And then just the <laughs> says, shut your mouth and just keep going. Uh, right. So yeah, I, I, uh, I think it, I mean, to your point, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, my mom hears this but my parents were like what is wrong with you you had a Mm. great actuarial career and then you had a great legal career and now you're doing this whole other thing like what is wrong with you um
0: that's what parents are supposed to do in these (laughs) stories don't you understand that's the role that they play you know they want the best from they want they want to look they want to put you in a secure place they don't want it's not it's something (laughs) that's different and that's the tension for the hero i'm here
1: but i i think for me what um sort of what, I guess, this third career brought oh. for me was, um, I mean, I loved law school. I loved learning about the law. And like I said, I loved practicing. Um, but I sort of felt like there was something missing. And so, you know, again, in the actuarial side and the legal side, I finally felt like I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up, you know, oh, it, with this cool. with this transition. And it's that overlap between sort of the technical side of things, the math, the computer, you know, and and the law. How do we make our clients' lives better? How can we streamline things? How can we use um, the data and the information that we have to influence, um, you know, how we practice law? And that, especially, I mean, for those of you out there that practice law or work at law firms, um, you know we are not the most um, forward thinking industry or the most efficient. And so there's a lot to be done there. And so I think that really just, um, you know, got me excited about the yeah, new world. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I, um, you know, I, I asked if you had a villain and, you know, in, in superhero movies, the villain is all, is always some, some, something, somebody, some, some, some person, right? That is like the, um, the arch villain. And it's usually the exact opposite. But really, that's just a metaphor for some change that the superhero is looking to see in the world. And what I heard from you, and this is, this is such a, This is such a uh, archetype within the legal industry as you, and it happened to me as well, which is, you know, you see the writing on the wall, you see the old versus the potential of the new. And the new becomes this place that you can go to if just enough things change and enough things happen. And the old really, not to say that the old is a villain, but the old is where, where we want to leave. And it represents the old world and, and what's sort of like possible. So, you know, in some ways that, that always calls the hero to, 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 to see how good uh, they can get with their superpowers and see if they can actually take it to that sort of that next level. So why don't I we? Think, why don't we go to? Re- go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I
1: was just gonna say if I if I had to you know put a put a villain here and I hopefully yes. make people laugh is the um the the resistance of the industry mm. and the lawyers yes,
0: right of course of course um, yes, right.
1: and so you know that that is part of where I feel like we could do so much more and I could do so much more. But like, right. you know, when you're continuing continuously, um, you know, no, you can't have budget. No, you can't have team. No, you can't have, mm-hmm. you know, salary, whatever it is. Um, you know, that becomes, you. know, it, it's and it, it, a lot of times you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. You're like, I know where we could be. I know right. what we right. could right. do. I know what our potential is. Let yeah. me help you get there.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, so we go from Brian Cave, we go into being the COO of Decipher. And I love this part of the hero's journey and your journey specifically. Tell me about what's happening here.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, that goes right into what I was just saying of, you know, you work right. at a law firm and you, yes. um, and again, <laughs> even a very forward thinking one, and, you know, you're banging your head against the wall and all of a sudden you have this opportunity to, you know, take a step up and, and, and all, you know, and title and all of those things and, and, um, responsibility. And that's, you know, that's a pretty, that sounds pretty sexy, right? That sounds like, yeah, I could do that. I I have, um, I'm going to challenge myself here. Uh And what I learned from that interesting, you know, change was I, very much enjoy working, you know, helping transform the legal industry at the, oh. the startup that I was at, um, our clients were law firms. And so, uh, they did background, essentially, um, sophisticated background checks on lateral partners. And so, um, we were very, it was, um, you know, I didn't really work with any lawyers. Um, I worked with a bunch of, you know, 22 year olds that were on the phone all day, you know, disgruntled, disgruntled 22 year olds. They were great, but you know, I, I, 22 year olds do not like being on the phone. So when they're on the phone all day, they were not happy. Um, right. and so it was just, you know, I, I have to say, this is where I, I was really questioning myself because I'm like, I've made all of these jumps and, you know, I, I, I thought, Oh, this is going to be the one. And I, and I, I, I'm there. I mean, I was there maybe 18 months and I was just like, this is not the right fit. You no, know, this is not the right fit for me. Um, while I, you know, I feel like I helped move that company forward. I also just didn't feel like it was where I was meant to be.
0: Mm, yeah. This, uh um- I'm, so, you know, I, I hope you appreciate that I can always bring this back to a Hero's Journey Story. Somewhere <laughs> in the second act, Where's the hero, <laughs> yes, the hero tends to start to question themselves. Um, they, they're not sure whether or not they can rise up to the occasion. And it's important because the, the, um, the hero needs to learn not only that they have new superpowers, but they, they can be resilient and, uh, and continue to back that. And it's always, and it tends to be that, um, They leave the path for a second and maybe naturally calls them. Um, There's something more interesting. They could go back to um, just go back to their old life in some sense, right? It's a challenging moment. And of course, it always comes before what? The beginning of the third act and really sort of stepping back onto their path where they have the big battle with the villain per se, right? Which is just, again, a big transformative So this is where I sort of see us on our, on our path and um, and I'm just having the best, just as a meta moment, I'm just having the best time with you right now, just uh, going through this. This is like, anybody who really knows me knows that this is like my jam. My wife's not here right now, but she would be laughing if, uh, if she heard this. Um, so we go back into Tahash Blackwell, right? Yeah. And we're when we come back in as an innovation leader, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the feelings as you come into this, you're sort of you're sort of getting back on the professional services law firm path. You've looked at the villain in terms of the old. And I sort of feel like you've said, well, this is where I need to be in a way. Is that is that what's going on?
1: I could not have been, you know, I think I was like you know, Mm. walking on clouds. When I walked in the door the first day, I could not have been more thrilled. (laughs) So excited to be there. And, um, it was a new department. They'd never had an innovation team before. Um, you know, I'm I'm from St. Louis. It's, you know, while they're multi-headquartered is essentially one of their headquarters in St. Louis. Like I couldn't have been more thrilled. It was a large law firm at exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and I just, you know, I just was, you know, I just thought this was this was it. I found my I found my place. Um, super super excited.
0: Yeah. So what's um? Tell us about the role. Tell us about you were building out. It seems like it was it was new. That's really exciting, of course. Yeah. What's going on right now? So we're in 2018. You know, it's good innovation. Innovation's hot. Innovation's very sexy. Innovation's getting into its own sort of like second act in terms of we have we have. Of course, we've had the rise of legal ops in terms of in-house side. That's kind of like boomed. Yeah, it's, you know, you're bringing us up to sort of modern times right now. What's, right. what's going on? Tell us a little bit about your responsibilities, your, um, your oversights, um, your roles. Yeah. What's, 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 um, what's it like at, uh, at Hush Blackwell?
1: And I, you know, I, I, I want to start with, I loved my time at Hush. I love the attorneys there. I think it's a great firm. Um, I think, and again, when I started, I was like, bring it on. Like I can, you know, I, I have enough background that I can do this. I can, I can show you guys what the new world looks like. We can crawl, walk, run. We can do it slow, but like, let me, let me have this opportunity to help you. And, um, you know, I could go into the, I've spent a long time thinking about this, so I could go into the variety of reasons why it didn't it didn't quite work out. And part mm-hmm. of that is um, I, while the firm knew they needed innovation, they didn't mm-hmm. know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, I reported to the chief growth officer, who was great, but also had so many other responsibilities. And oh, I was yeah. a team of one at the time. So I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I was just not the focus of of his time and attention. Um, And again, not, not a reflection on him, but it was just, um, you know, so having a thousand attorneys and Uh um, no team and no budget makes innovation very challenging. Um, And I I was like, you know, bring it on. I'll give it a go. And there are some attorneys that I think would tell you um, I I did my damnedest. We did, we did a lot of fun things. Um, But at the end of the day, I, which is, you know, I would say leading into my current place is, yeah, you know, yeah. give me the tools that I need. You know, I oh, yeah. let me let I I just felt like I couldn't shine there. Um, and you know, again, one of those other the, the, <laughs> I always hate to I don't like to use the term villain, but like one of one of the areas of conflict, and it's still an area of conflict for so many firms. So I hope this sure. resonates. But this um, this idea between IT and innovation.
0: Yeah, and i think right. that
1: would be con- a continuous conflict of who does innovation because historically you know the um the software industry has been a leader and has been the leader of change and so mm-hmm. it's like oh innovation it but it, yes, it, right. there's no right. reason that those two are associated with one another o- only because the software industry has happened to be more innovative um and so but they are they are becoming a little more um You know, routine. And and, and, and as they as their innovation levels fall, um, putting innovation and eventually my role moved under the the technology team, you know, Mm -hmm. moving those innovation roles, especially in a law firm where I feel like my goal is to support the attorneys and the clients Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes don't align with the goals of the don't directly. Align with the goals of the IT department, and you know we're all we're all there for the bigger purpose of helping the attorneys and the and the clients. But um, you know how we execute, I think we look at the world in very different ways, and so I see those as being complementary. I see the I I see technology as being functionally and operationally supportive of
0: uh-huh.
1: you know knowledge management and innovation, but I don't think they should be dictating
0: mm. the strategy yeah, yeah yeah um such an interesting distinction that you drew very very lawyer of you uh trying the uh trying the distinctions there i totally agree and maybe we can um maybe we can bracket the end of this once we once we're done with your journey i want i want to of course ask you a little bit about what you think about the the state of innovation right now vis-a-vis um technology how technology supports innovation how knowledge how Innovation then supports knowledge management, and then whatever else is going on in this sort of Venn diagram of of I, I will call it um, I will call it I always call it leaving the old and entering the new. You know, it's uh, we're in this sort of transition period, but that inevitably the last part, and just to just to continue the story for everybody here, you know, the last part of every hero's journey is after they have overcome their biggest internal. Uh, internal struggle, aka external, the, the villain, which is just a metaphor. They return home. They return home. They come back to where they began in a sense, and they, they come back in, in a changed way. If this is like the Lord of the Rings, of course, this is like Frodo coming back after going and dumping the, dumping the ring in the thing. The, the point is, is that they come back a changed person and they're able to then help the community in a new and different way that they weren't able to before that lands us at LP and your sort of current role right now. How much does that point that, that, that coming home, or it just changed in a different way? How much does that resonate with where you're at today um, with LP and um, just this idea of where you're, where, I guess, where just where you're sitting today uh, based on, based on your entire trajectory of where you've been? Yes.
1: Yes. So I've been at LP for almost 18 months now. Um, It's, so the, the two firms that I was at before were much larger. Um, the LP has about hundred attorneys and, um, you know, that really, that really excited me. I think, I think having that opportunity to really uh, affect change, um, you know, is, is where I wanted to be. Um, you know, how can I, how can I help Um, you know, whether you call it a people pleaser or something else, like I'm like that is that is my goal. How can I move? How can I move us forward? And so I think you know, looking back over my career, um, some of the things that I learned, you know, I just remember being, you know, getting so frustrated about things. Um, oh, lawyers won't change. Oh, I don't have a budget. Oh, I, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I just think I've learned you know, that is, that doesn't help. And that doesn't move us forward. And that's just essentially, you know, a stress and a burden on me. And it's just another one of those, um, um, you know, how else can we challenge ourselves? So with the the industry today, you know, the last four years have been a boom. And this year, you know, is, you know, Mm -hmm. while the firm is doing fine, and it's just not as big of a boom as, you know, as, as other years, as, as every other firm is probably doing. And so, you know, but ties together with that is budget. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had my, my, my small team has has shrank a little in the last Mm -hmm. few months and uh, my budget has shrank a little. And so that's, it's really easy to get frustrated. It's really easy to, you know, want to throw in the towel. And I think now again, sort of like going back to the recession, like, when you're faced with those times of challenge, like that's when you you really find out what you're made out of. And that's when you find out where you can really change. And so right now, I, I actually just spoke at a conference a few weeks ago about um, no code, low code platforms sure. and sure. Um, how they're changing the industry and what they can be used for. And while there are some incredible platforms out there that, you know, i I've, no joke, I have probably demoed well over 50 of them. So, I mean, I'm I like over the years. So uh, wow. I, I feel like I'm a, a mini expert in them. Yeah. Um. Because of, of you know, starting at Hush and it, I, I'm using the same tool here, um, because of budget constraints, I, you yeah. know, I had to use whatever tools were at my disposal. And so right now I'm using a tool that costs mm-hmm. like $35 a month. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. like not, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make, mm-hmm. I, give me some duct tape. Uh, Let me show you what I can. if I can show you what I can do with a $35 a month tool, like what, Mm -hmm. what could I do with, with more? And so the firm is really, um, you know, they're really starting to see, I I think as, as every other um, person sort of in this position is you've got to convince the lawyers, you've got to convince the lawyers of, of why you need to be there. I mean, I, even I would say, "What is knowledge management?" You know, I'm like you scratch. Oh. Like I could not only imagine these attorneys scratching their heads. Like, "What is knowledge management? What does she do? Why is she here?" What is she... Um, and so, really trying to get in there and get some quick wins to show why why they need me and why I can add value. And so, um, you know, we've had over the last year, you know, um, while I would love to say I had these amazing huge firm transformational wins um we've had some we've had some quick wins that um smaller in scale but it's it's really to me the exciting part is when you um put a solution or in front of an attorney and their eyes light up and they're like oh you heard me or this is going to change the way that i practice and even if it's just in a small way um and so I think it's again the crawl walk run. Like we are crawling right now, but we've got some big ideas. Um, we've got some things in the budget for 2024. We'll see if those get approved. Um, but yeah, we are um all of those things that I've learned, the 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 combination of understanding how the lawyers I think I'm the only, I think I'm the only lawyer on the professional. The business professional side. So understanding how the lawyers think and how they practice, and also having sort of the background in you know pricing and profitability yeah. and you know technology and innovation. Um, you know, I feel like the creative problem solving is is yeah. right where I should be and right yeah. where I can add the most value.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, what's <laughs> um, what I hear you saying is really you've learned how to integrate everything that you've gone through into into one kind of perspective and one sort of way that you that you look at at work what might have maybe frustrated you early earlier now is turned into a challenge right and of course this is the mindset we all hope to sort of come with because uh change is inevitable and challenges are consistent right so this is basically right. the only constant in life and you can either um um my grandmother used to say like um cha- um stressing about challenges is like a um is like a um it's like a rocking, a rocking chair. It's something to do, but it gets you nowhere sort of thing. So, um, that's, um, yeah, so that's, um, that's what I've always sort of thought, you know, you can really sort of see this as potential and opportunity. And that's what I've sort of, from hearing you tell me your story, this is what I've, this is what I've seen as sort of the end of the end of this journey as you continue on your, on your next sort of like thing. And, um, you know, the hero always has a next huge peak. So who even knows what's going to happen? You know, there's always, there's always a follow-up to the, uh, to the movie. And so we're excited about what's going to happen there, but that's the end of sort of, uh, the, the first movie, I would that's say. And, um, and
1: I, I think, I think the biggest change is just, um, you know, feeling, feeling, feeling comfortable in my own skin, you know, feeling yeah, more confident, right. um, and what I can do, what I can't do, what I can bring to the table, you know, being able to, um, you know, I think in the past, you know, you listen, you listen to too many other people sometimes and oh, you don't right, listen to yourself. And so I think I learned that the hard way and, 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 and some, sometimes, and so, yeah, just being able to come to work every day, um, being able to express myself and with some confidence and um, you know, at the end of the day, and I, I, I would tell this, you know, to the firm, you know, my boss, like if I am not helping you, if I'm not adding value, if I'm not a good fit, let's, let's, let's do something else. Like yeah, right. I want to be someplace place where I'm appreciated. My skills are appreciated. Um, and I don't want to be scared to not, to not be able to say that or not be able yeah. to be myself. And I think that's a huge difference than where I was three or four you know iterations ago three or four jobs ago
0: yeah i totally resonate with that and i think a lot of people do too you know and um yeah it's it's just a great message um to tell to remind yourself in a way you know to give yourself permission um give yourself permission to speak up i did a um yeah I, i it's 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 fantastic sort of to hear why don't we end with while we end just talking about, um, I want to, I want to get us out of here nice and smooth. You know, what, what, how do you think about knowledge management, the intersection of innovation, the intersection of technology, all of these things together? You know, what do you, what do you think's happening right now? What do you think's the feeling and the vibe? Let's say, um, if you're, uh, just you, Gen, Gen Z, uh, what's the vibe going on right now? Um, yeah, what's, what's your perspective, uh, at a high level?
1: I'm just going to, one thing I was thinking when you were talking earlier was just, I read a, a Facebook post yeah. earlier today that uh, I probably made the rounds three years ago. Cause I'm, I'm being, <laughs> but it was somebody just saying like, I'm a lot, you know, I'm a lot. I right. talk a lot I feel a lot. Sure. And I just was yeah. crying this morning. And so, you know, oh, I, I think you. that's sort of um so for other people that feel like that, you know, yeah. um I think just, you know, be yourself, but where, where are we as an industry? Oh my gosh. There's just, I mean, if I feel like if I don't say the word generative AI or chat GPT,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly.
1: Gonna, you know, crash and burn. But yes, I mean, yes. We are at, I mean, it's, it's either scary as hell or exciting. Oh. You know, it's, it's one or the other. Um, I certainly take the exciting route. You know, people are like, am I going to lose my job? And I'm like, well, if you are afraid to change, then maybe, but the, I think yeah. there are so many opportunities and there's probably even more jobs to be had in the future, um, yeah. more fun and exciting jobs. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think law firms are finally starting to embrace innovation and how we deal with um, how we deal with data and information and how we can you know, use that to get insights about how we practice um, and, and about our clients and just when we start to talk about hey if you look at this and this and this and this, did you know that that's a good indication of that? I, I think right. in the past right. we haven't done we haven't done a good job of that mm-hmm. and um, so right now my job is you know since I'm more focused on knowledge management than innovation is how do we capture that information that we don't have? Um yeah, yeah. you know, we have a great BI manager who takes the, the nice pretty data in the in the database and does uh-huh. you know, creates great insight from it. But I, I look at the world a little bit differently just given where I am. But how do we uh-huh. how do we take all that ugly, unstructured data? How do we get uh-huh. the information out of the attorneys' heads and and figure out a way to you know use it or utilize it in a way to help the firm. And so that's yeah. my current challenge and and it's it's more psychology than than yes. law or or computers. So I'm learning a whole other skill set that I uh, I didn't I didn't have before. Um, yeah. but that, that's where I'm at. I think the the psychology piece, the change management piece is um is is huge and and not yeah. to be yeah. overlooked.
0: Yeah. No, I know. This might be the start. So we just uh, teased the second uh, the second movie uh that's gonna be coming out. It's uh it's super excited. I will definitely be buying my ticket. Um <laughs> I'm checking it out. I um I think that this is a perfect uh, place to end. You know, I think I've learned so much from you over the course of the last, and you know, I promise you, we go 35 minutes and we went 45 minutes. But um, I too you know, much.
1: I I talk too much. I <laughs> so yeah. It's I, uh,
0: it's it's been incredible to sit down with you, uh, share your journey. Um, for everybody out there, um, you know, please, please, please connect uh, with uh, Rebecca. I think. Um, she um she's a, she's a great she's a great innovator and a great leader here and we're of course all going to be watching her her multi-series uh, uh as we go along and i just want to say you know thanks for being so vulnerable and for op- so open um about your story it's it's really really great and i think um at the end of the day that really inspires other people to know that they can they can also sort of pursue this as well so i just want to congratulate you and thank you very much for uh, for being on the podcast
1: thank you so much ben it was it was great to be here i'm always happy to
0: share yeah well everybody i think that's it we are going to let rebecca get out of here and um if you like this podcast be sure to share it be sure to subscribe um connect with her on linkedin um connect Thanks. with me uh i'm always publishing all the um all the podcasts that are coming up on this legal life and yeah we will be back very soon take care everybody um and we'll talk to you soon thank you so much rebecca have a great
1: weekend thank you Bye-bye. Bye bye.